All right, all right, all right. All right, let me turn this up because maybe you can hear me, maybe you can't. I don't know. We'll find out later. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is Bree, and this is another episode of I Think I'm Doing This Right, a podcast where I talk about single, solo parent, single parent issues. I'm going to get this out. Single parent issues, solo parent issues, dating, relationships, life. I'm figuring it out. I know you're figuring it out. So why not we figure it out together? Um, This is going to be a short episode. And every time I say that, it doesn't turn into a short episode. But my computer doesn't have a lot of life. And until I get my equipment set up, we doing this old school. Yeah, (laughs) we doing this old school. Um, just recording from my, my bed with the laptop, with the speakers and the, the mic and the computer. Listen, this is what it's going to be. Give me another week. Your girl will be back on top of it. (laughs) So tonight I wanted to quickly talk about, um, self-talk. And how we speak to ourselves versus how the world speaks to us. Um, very important because that's something that uh, that's something that I've been working through for the last few years, uh, overcoming a lot of issues that I've dealt with um, with insecurity. You know, I talk about postpartum depression. Uh, talk, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's baby blues. Like, let's call a spade a spade. I was dealing with postpartum depression um, after my son was born. Um, just dealing with abandonment issues and things like that. So our self-talk is has a great impact on how we live our lives as well as how we operate um, with other people, like how we interact and operate with other people. Because a lot of times our self-talk kind of allows us to stay in situations that we shouldn't stay in or be a job that we shouldn't be at or um, keep dealing with family members or friends that we should have cut off a long time ago. But because our self-talk keeps us in that space, we stay in some shit that we shouldn't be in. And the other thing I wanted to talk about, because I wrote it down, if y'all hear some music in the background... That is not the music that I put on. Um, I listen to meditation music every night just to kind of decompress from the day. Decompress from the day. (laughs) And so if you hear that, I do not own the rights to that music. It is merely just music to set the mood. Anyways, um, outside of self-talk, I wanted to talk about what do we as women identify as something good like do we know what good looks like and that's honestly going to be the title of this because our self-talk directly relates to how we identify whether something is good or not and do we know what good looks like in our finances and our home life all that jazz so let's get started okay So this morning on my way to work, I was like, yo, you need to talk to yourself. (laughs) 
<laughs> this it sounds crazy, but I was like, no, I need to have a conversation with me because some things were seeping in to my subconscious that weren't going to be conducive for me moving forward. Right now, I am really, really hardcore on my weight release, what some people call weight loss. Like, I'm not trying to lose them and bring them back. I'm trying to lose them and never see them again. So, this I'm on this weight loss journey. And I was just like, there were things that were seeking into my psyche and dealing with just all other things like work and not wanting to be around certain people, you know, uh, thinking about like, am I, what do I, am I ready for another relationship? I'm not dating anybody, but just thinking about things like, what am I going to do if I meet somebody or is there somebody that I should deal with that I already know? Like there was all these things that were going on. So I was like, pause girl, you need to talk to yourself. And so I had to just get some things in order. And for those of you who have listened to old, old, old episodes, I talk about how I say positive affirmations to my son. So every day when I was driving him to school, it was funny because I started this when he was really, really little. He was like one or he was like around two years old. And I used to say, you are the smartest. You are the bravest. You are the most powerful. You are like, I would say all these things to him to seep into his subconscious so that he was aware that he was you know, a great young man that to let him know that he was a wonderful young man and to really amp him up for his day because how you think is how you are, how you show up and how you perform in your regular life. And so I'm saying all these things to my son back in the day and little did I know was I was also saying these things to myself. And this is something that you've heard me say before. I still do this. Because it is extremely important to have conversations with yourself to start pouring good things into yourself because we live in a toxic, negative, pessimistic, anti-you environment. I'm telling you, just take like take a step back sometimes. I know shit is funny, but there have been like the memes we see the are very sexist they're very you know um just disrespect some some of them are disrespectful just blatantly disrespectful and there there are memes about single moms there's memes about black women there are memes about women in general there are memes about um deadbeat dads there are memes about black men there are memes about like we take in all of this toxic shit and we think that it doesn't affect us but everything from the music we listen to to the food we eat to the air we breathe to the workspaces we go into to the cities that we live in the everything 
we take all of that shit in and a lot of times it is not good for us. I go into a work environment where most of the people don't look like me and you don't think that affects my psyche where I don't see other brown faces. I don't see women with natural hair. I don't see black men working hard like that does that it fucks with me. It just is what it is. Um, and I have to remind myself that you are good. You are walking on your path. You are doing what you're supposed to do. You are where you are supposed to be right now in this moment in time because this is where God wanted you to be. And everything that you're doing, you were doing the best that you know how to do with the resources that you have. And things are getting better. And as long as you keep saying that, you know, all these good things and reminding yourself that you are good. You are doing it. You are the shit. You are like when you say these things to yourself, like you're awesome, you're smart, you're beautiful. You start to really buy into it and you should buy into it. So I was speaking to myself because I was really feeling like my energy was just weird. And so I started making sure like checking myself like girl where are you Bree what are you feeling like what are you thinking what what false narrative have you started to believe and it, it's just it could be anything like man I'm up I'm well now I'm excited because I'm now doing I'm running longer on the treadmill um, I was like, I want to be up to two miles on the treadmill. I want to get like right now. My next goal is to get um, to run a mile at 10 minutes because right now <laughs> I'm running a mile at like 13, 14 minutes. And to me, that's still pretty long. Like I know people who run five and six minute miles and I'm just like, I want to be there, <laughs> but right now, if I can get to a mile in 10 minutes, I know that I'm on the right path, you know? So, um, just doing what I'm doing. I weighed myself in the middle of the week and I shouldn't have, but I was like, I didn't lose any weight last week and I was really discouraged and I was just really in my feelings about that. Then I was thinking like, you know, what am I doing all of this for? And why why do I go to work like I'm tired I go to work every day I don't feel like being in this office and that's why those different things those negative those negative segments that were coming up I had to counter that and that's why I said stop before you go to work before you walk into a building full of people who may not have your best interests at heart before you get out of your car again and you are walking through a parking garage or you're walking down the street in a big city where people do not give a shit about who you are don't give a damn about what you got going on they do not care about you as a person you better build yourself up and you better be your own hype man and your own geek squad and not geek squad like you know fixing stuff but your own like yeah geek you up <laughs> get you amped up you better be your own dj hype man everything getting you ready to to for the world to let you know that you are good you're straight and all of that like all of that hodgepodge of shenanigans that i just said basically is just a reminder that as long as you are speaking well to yourself when somebody comes and says something anti that 
it's not going to phase you. Like the African proverb that says, if there is no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. If there is no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You are your own worst enemy. I am going to abuse myself more than anybody else will abuse me. Now, people can physically abuse you. People can verbally abuse you and emotionally abuse you. But you got to buy into it to a certain degree. And I'm not victim blaming or victim shaming or anything. But the truth of the matter is people stay in situations where they feel like I'm helpless. They victimize themselves because they have bought into it. But if you raise your standard and said that there is no gosh darn way, and I'm trying to clean it up, but there is no way that somebody is going to treat me like shit and I'm going to wake up and do it all over again the next day. No, it ain't happening. So when you start saying good things to yourself, when you start speaking about prosperity and abundance and just wonderful things to yourself, nobody, people going to think you crazy because I know there are a lot of people and you're probably listening to this like, yeah, it was kind of, pretty kind of bananas. I, I keep using my real name because I haven't done this in a long time. But if you all don't know, my real name is, <laughs> is Amber, but I go by Brie. <laughs> And I definitely use Brie, especially on my podcast. So now that we got that out the way, formalities, right? But what I'm saying is, as long as you are speaking prosperity and goodness and love and abundance and all those great things to yourself, you would never in a million years let somebody come into your your space come into your world and talk down to you and tell you you ain't shit and tell you that you will never have but there was a time in my life where I didn't think so highly of myself and I was extremely insecure and I let boyfriends girl like my female friends I let them talk to me any old kind of way treat me any old kind of way and even now, like people be like, you're too nice, but there's a difference now. The difference is I don't need external validation. So as soon as something doesn't resonate with me or I'm not in that frequency, trust and believe I remove myself or ironically, that thing is no longer in my space because it doesn't resonate with me. We just don't, we're not on the same level. And so you just have to remember to constantly, constantly, constantly check in with yourself, speak goodness into yourself, pour in good words and, you know, just good, good energy poured into you. And that's why I do, I meditate every single day. Like I will find some time, five minutes I like to do, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes of meditation in the morning, um, 10, 15, 20 minutes of meditation at night before I go to bed. And I always, more often than not, you will hear me going to sleep to some type of um, white noise or Tibetan singing bowls, you know, like to really calm my mind, 
so that I can focus on the things that are going to bring me joy. I can focus on the things that I want to manifest into my life. And that's just me trying to continuously, you know, speak goodness into my my psyche, into my subconscious so that I can get up every day and feel prepared to do to keep pushing because life is hard. <laughs> Being a single parent is hard, like being the only one that somebody depends on and you want to live a good life. Now, I don't want to live a mediocre life, but you want to live a good life and you're the only person that's doing it. Let me tell you, let me tell you, you will get discouraged frequently (laughs) on a regular basis. So... I just have to continuously um, pour into myself and remind myself that you're doing all right. You you are doing what you're supposed to do. Uh, so going to the next thing really, really quickly, because I was way, way longer into that. Um, pouring in good words to yourself. I went way, way further into that than I anticipated. Do we know what good looks like, ladies? And men, like, you're not off the hook, but really, ladies, do you, do we know what good looks like? Because good looks like a lot of different things depending on where you're standing. Mm. Good looks like a lot of different things depending on where you're standing. 10 years ago, $50,000. Yeah, where was it? 10? We're in 2010. Yeah, 10 years ago, $50,000 sounded real good. <laughs> I mean, like, if people were offering me $50,000 10 years ago, I would have been all for it. I'd have been like, yes, honey child, I made it. Then a few years later, I started making $50,000. It didn't look so good anymore. (laughs) Like it was good, but it was just like, uh, I think I need a little bit more than this. And it was just where I was standing. Like every time I leveled up, good looked different for finances, right? So financially, good looks different depending on where you're standing. Depends on how much debt you have. Um, Do you have children? Uh, where are you at as far as like in your life path? Like $50,000 might be good if you, if your monthly expenses are only about eight, nine, excuse me, eight or $900. $50,000 is great. Um, $50,000 ain't so great when your monthly expenses are creeping up into two and $3,000 range. It just ain't that great. Um, sorry, <laughs> I'm trying to, I have notes cause I was actually trying to stay on target, but do we know what good looks like in our home lives? Like, do we know what good looks like for our physical health and our mental health and our relationships? Um, do we know what it feels like is really what I'm asking because Like I said, using the money situation where I was standing 10 years ago, it looked real good. But then 
as I evolved and as I started peeling back the layers and identifying how I wanted to live my life, it didn't feel so good because it got a little bit tight. And I grew into some things that just changed my perspective. And I realized that my thinking about what good was, was relatively small. I think if we identify like our best case scenario in life and we say if in a perfect world where money wasn't an option what does my life look like and once you build that narrative you will find out what good looks like for you unfortunately for me good looks very expensive (laughs) good looks very expensive because I realized almost sub unconsciously not even subconsciously unconsciously i always lean towards the most expensive things i'm talking about purses and furniture clothes shoes every time i'm looking for shoes i try to get an idea like oh what kind of shoes that i like and i paint this picture in my mind and then you know you get on google and you're like what am i looking for i'm looking for two-tone high heel boots and then i look them up and i find the boots that i like before i even look at the price something in my subconscious is saying this is going to be double what you wanted to pay And every time I click on that link, it always says something ridiculous. Give you a great example. I wanted this really cute two-tone wool coat. And I was like, I found the one I wanted. It was so beautiful, y'all. So beautiful. I clicked on that link because I was like, well, what does that dollar amount say? I can't really see it. $1,200 for a jacket I got expensive taste (laughs) I was big mad I was like I'm not buying this jacket I was so upset because I was like but it was what I liked it was it was what I wanted it was what I liked but I just know that today I can't buy it but there will soon be a day where money will be of no obstacle, no no importance and I will literally just go out and buy whatever I want and it will just be it is what it is. Um so really what I wanted to kind of unpack a little bit more was do we know what good looks like in love, in relationships, in all of our and all the aspects of our lives or have we painted this picture and then Put the picture in our back pocket and just settle for this is good enough. Like, I know what good is, but I'll settle for good enough. And I think we've all done that at some point. Some of us may still be in that space now. And there's no shade, no condemnation. Uh, I would encourage you to identify what your good looks like and work towards it. And sometimes everybody can't go on that good ride with you. You know, I've had friends for dozens and dozens of years. And once I started identifying what my good looks like, those friends couldn't come on that ride with me. And I really wanted them to. 
But in order for me to get to that next level, they can't come with me. Um, in dating, you know, I used to get really, really upset when, you know, like, oh, I really want this guy to like me and I want him to be my boo and I want him to call me back. But then I realized that what good feels like for me is communication and somebody who's pouring into my love language and identifying like, oh, this makes her happy. This makes her feel good. And Brie, I want to make sure that I'm covering you and I'm looking out for you because that feels good for me. And we're pouring into each other. There's this, um, not even equal because, you know, a lot of times we're like, I'm going to match it. But I, my perfect idea of love is we're trying to outlove the other. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to outlove my man and he's trying to one up me like he's trying to one up me with gifts and he's trying to one up me with experiences and things like that. That's my idea, my ideal sense of love. Like that's what good looks like for me in love. And I don't want to sacrifice it for, oh, yeah, he's here. Uh, one of the things I, I was saying, like when I was kind of working through these thoughts earlier today was, you know, I met someone and on paper, in person, I mean, girl, like I was just like, oh, he, he real good. Like he was handsome and he had a good job and we had some, we worked in similar fields. So we had things in common. Um, and I was just like. Oh, oh yeah. And and he was he was sweet. Like he was a nice guy. Man. This dude was just he just did wasn't it. Just didn't click. There was no chemistry. There was no connection for me whatsoever. And I was like, "Come on." But it didn't feel good. Like it just it didn't feel good and I wasn't trying to force it. Because that's not what good felt like for me. And I trust myself enough now to know that if it doesn't feel good, then there's probably a reason why. And it's not about like the sparks, you know, like, oh, I had butterflies. But it's really, you're, you're going to feel something. You know, I think I said this recently. It may not have been on here, but I said... You know, we feel things when we're around people we like. We feel things when we're around people we don't like. Our body will tell us when something is good and our body tells us when something is bad. You ever, <laughs> this sounds crazy, but have you ever had like that tingling sensation in, in your butt <laughs> where you nervous like on a roller coaster and you like your whole body is tingling and it's it's a very anxious feeling because you know that you're going to go down a hill you know that it's going to scare you but you just don't know exactly the moment that is going to happen your body is having a physical reaction to the experience you're going through it is the same thing when you identify what good feels like because you know what it feels like to go into a job that that is you know what I like my job. I enjoy being here. I can't wait to see my coworkers that I, I really resonate with or I connect with. You, you know what that feels like. You also know what it feels like to go into a fucking horrible ass office. And it's just that. You hate going in there. 
You hate seeing ignorant ass Karen because she done got on your last nerves yesterday and she done said something stupid and now you got to deal with her again. And now, like, you just in this situation, like, I hate going into this motherfucker. I hate going into this office. But you feel it in your body. So we know what good feels like. We know what bad feels like. And yet we sometimes stay in situations that are bad and not, you know, completely anti what we feel good but we stay there because it's all we freaking know and you're just like i'd rather stay in this hell because i'm familiar with it no let me tell you what i'm what i'm not about to do team not staying in hell (laughs) and so this whole message was just hopefully an encouraging one that feel your feelings and focus on the good and chase good feelings chase the good feelings and sometimes that means ignoring people in your life that means turning off you know certain situations that you know are going to spark you know an an adverse reaction out of you just be like you know what uh you don't have you can't have this one like you can't have this joy for me you can't have none of these good feelings like I'm going to chase my good feelings independent of you, agnostic of you. And identify what your good looks like, what your ideal good looks like in every situation and chase that. I sometimes I have to walk away from things that work just because like I literally had to take a walk outside in February in Ohio because I just I was like I need to get away from this space for a few minutes and that brisk cold air hit my body for about five minutes of being outside and I came back in and I had this renewed sense of energy because I got to for a few minutes take a breather and just focus on what good feelings that I wanted I'm so happy and grateful for this this and this I'm so happy and grateful for this this and that And it all ties together with speaking good into ourselves and, you know, speaking positivity and all those things. Because once you identify like this works for me and this does not work for me, we make better decisions. We make better choices. We just do. So just do that. Chase the good feelings. Focus on what makes you happy. And don't give people the satisfaction. It takes two to argue. Let, sometimes you just got to let people have it because eventually they're going to get tired and they're going to be like, yeah, you weak, you this, you that. Okay. And keep going about what whatever you got to do to keep building yourself up, pouring into you and building the, the good feelings and the opulent life you see for yourself. And fuck them. What they think about you don't mean nothing to you. Like Jay-Z's famous line, what they eat don't make me shit. My favorite line. Because it don't. (laughs) Alright. I'm going to turn it in. Again, this went way longer than I thought. (sighs) Hope you all had a super fantastic day. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it to the end. And listened to all my shenanifoolery. I don't have... My social media is still not up. I'm not going to lie. It's not up. I'm working on it. Check me out at AB underscore writes all on Instagram. Correct spelling alpha beta underscore W-R-I-T-E-S-A-L-L. AB underscore writes all at Instagram or 
my website's not up yet, but you can get my books on Amazon, Liars Involved and Seven Short Breaths, both available on Amazon for purchase. Again, thank you so much for listening. You are super fantastic. My favorite part of the day, talking to myself and hoping, <laughs> hoping, hoping that someone is listening. <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace.